You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is your host, Father Jason Leffer. And it's with great joy that I finally get to introduce the, the head of our broadcast team who's finally made it here, Father Jim Gross. Take it away. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live. It's great to be able to make my pilgrimage to Walsh County. Although I have to say that as I was driving up and I heard at the beginning of the program that uh, the candy is sold out, I can just see the expressions of disappointment on the faces of of several staff members at the parish because I was sent here with specific instructions to purchase some things and bring it back. Tell you what, so. let me introduce you to the famous head cheese, the pickled eggs, the Havarti cheese. The, we're I just have to think outside the box, but but there is one consolation: the the lingering scent of all of the sugar and stuff is still in the room here. So it's a, we're, we're going to have to we're going to have to go to the health food section instead yeah. of the, the, the sugar section. So yeah. oh yes, the struggles. But no, no I, mean, the I, thing uh, is, I mean they order a ton of candy. Right. Yeah. And, and because of COVID, the suppliers are only able to supply. Um Right, right. Uh, you know, they've had to operate a little bit. Pounds. Yeah, they yeah, had to so. operate a little bit differently and prepackage some things so that they wouldn't have say, done before. He said some will come in after January. So if people want to check out later on. so Fabulous. Yes, indeed. So I had a mass at my parish earlier this morning and then uh, drove up through um, some pockets of fog. It's a little uh, frosty, a little cloudy here today, but I'm grateful to be here with you um, uh, and to be uh, the tardy student in the classroom <laughs> this morning. Now, the, um, so normally the listeners would get to hear our voices pine on just incredible insights of theology and pastoral insight and whatever, whatever. Maybe. But, right. but, <laughs> but we have something much better today. We have, we, we have such great things that happen in Walsh County up in this local area and incredible things. And so I'd like to introduce our listeners uh, to some of these fantastic personalities right now. So right across from me, I have Colleen Sampson. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning, Father. It's a delight to be here. And Mary Pat Yanner. Good morning, Father. Thank it's great to have us. both of you. So how about Colleen? Now, I sought you out, both of you I sought out, because you're, well, you're highlights in my life to uh, who you are and what you represent. But um, I, I've asked you to come on because of the Pregnancy Help Center in Park River, North Dakota. Now, as we sit here in the J-Mart, Eileen Yelenek, who used to, uh, this was her, her place. But as I look up the Statue of Mary up in the window here, um, it was from her heart that the Pregnancy Help Center started. She was a founding right? member, and it was through her prayers and her sacrifice and her dedication that the Pregnancy Help Center came into being also. She was a very saintly woman, and we miss her dearly. May her soul rest in peace, Father. Very Amen. good. Can you, can you introduce us to the Pregnancy Help Center and kind of who, who you are, your role, and just the awesome crew that works with you and what it's all about? I sure will. The Pregnancy Help Center was founded in the late 80s after uh, Penny Lee came into our state from uh, Florida and said that God has called you, North Dakota, to be the first abortion-free state in the nation. And so what resulted with that were Jericho marches around the three abortion facilities in Grand Forks, Jamestown, and Fargo. And those three have since closed. There is one that is left open because the director at the Grand or Fargo facility jumped over and started one on downtown Fargo. So we have one abortion facility left in our state. 
But in the meantime, there are eight crisis pregnancy centers in our in our state uh, that has evolved over time and are helping women like we do in Park River. And we are uh, in operation now for over 30 years, like I said, and we are um, able to help them with whatever need a woman comes in. We we believe every woman that walks in that door, every call that we receive is a divine appointment. And so we have members of our board, which are Lorraine, Elaine, Lawrence and Marion, Mary, Karen, Heather, Courtney, Debbie, and Sherry, and um, a past board member, uh, Barb Johnson, has since died. And we ask you to pray for her family. She just died uh, very recently, and she's leaving behind six kids and her husband. But all these members are prayerful women of God that have worked diligently to make the Pregnancy Help Center a place of warmth, a place filled with the Holy Spirit so we can welcome these divine appointments and take care of their needs, be, be it diapers, bassinets, layettes, uh, blankets, cribs, whatever they need, Father, we are there to help them during their very difficult time. Is it, is, so is your emphasis the, the practical, physical help, or do you go into other areas as well, like emotional, psychological, or development of the person themselves? It, we it, do both, Father. Okay. We are governed. The only reason we came into being is because of Jesus Christ. From the very beginning, we said, Lord, if you want this, you are in charge. Our Lord has been in charge of the Pregnancy Help Center in Park River since its inception and its origin, and uh, he instructs us what we need to do. So maybe someone comes in and they don't have any physical needs at that time for their family, but maybe they need some prayer. So we'll spend time with them in prayer too so it's it's a multitude of things some, some come in and need legal help so we make reference or referrals for them or maybe someone's looking at adoption we help them through that program whatever their need is father we uh, try to uh, help them and of course we have a wonderful uh, maternity home close by uh, with Mary Pat there and uh, what a wonderful resource we have so close to us so we can make referrals there also can, can you tell us about some of the s- staffing people volunteers and the community not their names or what, but who are the crew that you work with, and what? How, where do these people come from, and why are they there helping? They come you? from all over our uh, tri county area, and they're of all faith backgrounds. And their goal, first of all, they love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and spirit. These are very, very holy people, Father, and they believe too that we killing our children is never a solution to a problem. Ever. And so that's why we have to provide these positive alternatives. And so all these people come in. They have been some for, like uh, Lorraine, a member of your parish father, Lorraine Zickman, over 30 years. These women have come in and helped any way they could, be it newsletters, be it working on site. Uh, Mary over here, uh, Toki, is our office manager. She comes in uh, three days a week, all six hours a day. And diligently works to do whatever we can and and not only help them physically but we also bring in some speakers to our schools to tell our children and our young people that there are positive alternatives out there you can choose a life that is uh pleasing to our lord so how do how do people hear about the pregnancy helps and like if there's somebody out there in crisis right now or yeah. in a situation like how, how does word get to them or how do they find out is it just word of mouth or? a lot of it is word of mouth but uh we also have um uh, you can go on the internet, uh, parkriverphc.com, and look us up there. Uh, we're in the phone books. We're, um, we have uh, 40 Days for Life now. We have a uh, resource there, too. They can go to 40daysforlife.com. I have a question on that. Did, um, 
Did 40 Days for Life get started out of the Pregnancy Help Center in Park River, North Dakota? Is, or is that a misunderstanding on my part? That is one of the sites, yes. Uh, 40 Days for Life out of Park River joined with the diocese, and we worked together. But you guys were instrumental in, in getting that thing started, weren't you? I mean, that's right. Yeah. And I see Mary Telke in the background nodding her head, yes. So that's, there. I mean, I always thought, I mean, I wasn't sure, but I always had this idea that it was coming out of the spirit of, of this place. The Lord um, showed us in the National Catholic Register an article of David B. Wright talking about the 40s for Life campaign and how it was beginning to spread. And so just in, uh, we knew we had to be part of it. The whole board said we need to do this. And so we uh, joined with the diocese and we have been conducting a 40s for Life campaign. We had our 14th year. And we know of 103 babies that have been saved since 2007 because of the 40 Days for Life campaign. Okay, now I don't uh, risk getting maybe a little controversial here, and I'm not, it's not my goal. But in recent conversations with you, you've kind of opened my mind a little bit. But there's kind of a concern in regard to aborted babies that's really on your heart and your mind that has to do with vaccines and so forth. So what, what is it, what's the connection between abortion and some vaccines? Or what, what's that concern? That we you have, have to there? be careful with our vaccines that they're not using uh, the parts of, of aborted children. And so that's why I, we ask people to make sure they investigate the vaccine before they receive one. And, and that is not part of the the line that they're using. So um, there's more information that needs to come out on that, Father, and I, I'm asking people to investigate themselves. You know, I know, like the morality on the part of the Catholic Church is you can't, you can't, um, it's never acceptable to, to like kill somebody to bring about the good for Correct. another. You, the ends can't justify the means, and so that's the real concern. And, yeah. and, and, and some of these scientific dealings, um, and, and literally in some, some of these babies that, that are, are aborted, they're actually aborted alive and because they have a better success rate kind of thing. So there is a real concern of what is going on in our medical field, our medical ethics, and our background. Now, having said that, I'm not saying this to be like, say, anti-vaccine, or you shouldn't get mm -hmm. vaccines that are, are done properly and so forth. But, but I really do want to draw attention to our listeners, like, hey, folks, let, let's tune in to what, what is going on mm -hmm. in our science world mm -hmm. from an ethical standpoint and we really need to be working towards having ethical medicine mm -hmm. as well and, absolutely and the human being doesn't matter how how large or how small you are yes you you are creating the image and likeness of god you're in the mm -hmm. dignity of an eternal soul and mm -hmm. we're, we're never an object or a thing to be experimented upon or used for the gratification of somebody else so correct father very right. good point father very good point so um, maybe just in wrapping up the segment about the Pregnancy Help Center, what uh, are, are there needs that you have or can people support if they want to reach out What uh, for the listening area? Absolutely. You can call us at 701-284-6601, and we'll be happy to visit with more with you. But, yes, we always are. So what things are you in need of? What are constant things that you need from, from people? Uh, diapers. We're always in need of diapers, especially size 4, 5, and 6. And uh, cribs have been donated to us, and that's been a huge gift to us. Uh, People bring in blankets, uh, bassinets. Uh, sometimes um, they give us funds so we can purchase those bassinets. So anything that young mom and, and nice used clothes from age zero to 24 months, we always are happy to receive them. And anything that can help a young mom in, in crisis. Sometimes they bring us shampoo. Sometimes they bring us um, different things, lotions, and something similar to that that would help the young moms too. 
Okay, and so it's the Christmas season. It's the season mm-hmm. of giving. Are you open to receiving funds? Are you we are always funds open to receiving funds, and we are very grateful for the funds that we receive. And we pray for all the people, too, that are so blessing us with their funds. In 30 years you've been at this. What, what's your hope for the next 30 years? We can't stop, Father. We have to persevere. Uh, the, the abortion facilities, there's 600 versus 2,300 crisis pregnancy centers. So we know that we are winning this battle. We cannot stop this battle ever. We must continue on. And when we no longer can do it, we ask that the people that are younger than us carry on the torch and to continue to fight for life, which is fighting for Jesus with every fiber of their being. Well, we're going to step aside for just a moment here as we're visiting with Colleen and Mary Pat live on location from the J-Mart in Pizek, North Dakota. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live as we are broadcasting on location from uh, the town of Pizek in northeastern North Dakota and a real gem of a location, the J-Mart uh, General Store, Convenience Store, a uh, little bit of everything for this wonderful community. And the home of one of our brothers. Yes, indeed, Father Jared Cadillac, uh, who, uh, both of, with whom both of us studied for a time. Yep. Um, well, I guess, I guess me, you may have started... You more than me. Right, right, yes. Uh, when uh, we had our seminary, college seminary, Cardinal Mench, he is now the pastor in Botno and West Hope, I believe. Yes, so there's a great uh, heritage of the faith in this area, and uh, it's a privilege to be here. And so we now we'll continue on. We're going to go to our, our, our second part of the couplet here, Mary Pat Yonner. And you, you are at, uh, well, actually, we're, we're both from God's country out in southwestern <laughs> right, North Dakota. Right. We both had our upbringing out there. And so, but you, how did you find your way here to the St. Gianna Maternity uh, Home? Well, I think God took me um, to Warsaw, North Dakota, which is never where I would have expected to be. But I was teaching in Fargo in the Catholic Schools Network there for nine years and ended up taking a leave of absence to help in Belcourt um, at their little school there and just kind of situations God putting together a lot of different things. Um, as a teacher I was able to volunteer um, during the summer and so I was with a maternity home in California with the Missionaries of Charity and then starting to see some of my students and former students and their friends um, finding themselves in difficult situations and wishing there was more to do, you know, something like that maternity home there. And it was the Jubilee year 2000, and actually um, on the feast of Our Lady Guadalupe, 1212, and um, God put me together <laughs> with Fa Father Damien Hills. Was um, He came to do a little second grade first confession retreat um, with my second graders that day. It was about 20-some below, and... Um, my students struggled with the active contrition. They all said they were partly sorry instead of partly sorry. <laughs> Father Hill said, well, <laughs> Most of the time, I'm partly sorry. Right, as that's well. what he said. They're more honest than most. You but take Eddie, what you can get, right? <laughs> right. So it was, it was really that day, you know, that I was first asked, what, what would I do? Go back to Shanley or, you know, stay in Belcourt or. And I, you know, knowing now Father Hill's a lot better, I said, well, nothing practical. And he goes, well, what? What would you do? And I had said, you know, a maternity home. And he had been praying what to do with the building that was kind of falling apart in Warsaw. And actually, um, the Pregnancy Help Center fits in big time there because they had actually even put out a letter if anyone was interested in starting maternity home. And um, I actually first met Colleen on the very last day of that Jubilee year, 2000, on January 6th, the Epiphany. And I, and I really believe it's a fruit of that in Our Lady of Guadalupe that brought me to Warsaw. You know, I, I, you know, in high school would have thought I'd move into Los Angeles or something <laughs> instead. And here I am in Warsaw and, and very happy and very content and um, thrilled to be a part of this beautiful work. Can you give our listeners, just describe for us, what, what is the St. John Maternity Home? What, here it is on the parade that... The, the beautiful cathedral on the prairie and the beautiful home on the prairie, but nobody would even know it's there. So. Right, right. It's a 9,000-square-foot building, and, it, you know, it, it was a convent and boarding school built in 1920, so it's a 100-year-old building now. Um, but it, it's really, we've turned it into a family home, and it re really is a home. It's not an institution. Um, you know, part of our mission is one mother, one baby, one family at a time, and, and so we don't have 20 women living there, even though possibly 20 women could fit. Right now we're working with three moms, and we have a little six-month-old little girl and a one-week-old girl uh, there right now, and we have got a couple 
um, former residents who are with us at this point with the different circumstances, you know, and, and we live as a family. We eat our meals together, we pray together, um, and we play together, too. We, we watch movies, we play games. You Tell know. us about your staff. Who, who's there? How do they find their way there? And why would they come to be there? Right, and that, that's a, a difficulty, I would say, of us is, is enticing people to come and to be a part of it because except for our office manager, Susan, who's amazing um, and who, who lives local and comes in a couple of days a week, our, the rest of our staff are live-in staff, which is sometimes hard to find, you know, the perfect person at the perfect time in their life, and we do advertise nationally, and we're actually hiring a house mother now if anyone's interested, one whose last day is tomorrow because she's engaged, and that's, we, we lose a lot I, I was of say, our I, house moms. The ones I know that you've lost or through marriage. That's right, usually what takes right, them away. Yes. Right, exactly, exactly. And so so just, you know, a single woman, you know, whose whose faith inspires them to serve and to live there, live with these women and to really give that example of, of joyful, um, faith-filled living and, and, and love, you know. Um, what, what's the age range or qualifications if somebody's listening right house now? Mom, generally speaking, they're in their early to mid to late 20s, actually, and just willing to give at least a year. You know, we don't want different staff changing all the time with our moms and things like that and, and who are balanced um, and, and love life. There's not a set background that we need, you know, for, for someone because all the gifts together, you know, bring a great family. And briefly, because it's connected, if somebody is listening inspired right now, how would they contact you or how would they get a hold of you if they're, um, they're listening? They right could now? call the St. Gianna Home, 701-248-3077. We have a Facebook page. Um, and we also, you know, have a, have a website, www.saint, spelled out. I always like it spelled out, stgiannahome.com. Okay. Now, Mary Pat, I just, uh, Father Gross here, I want to just quickly jump in and share a story with you that a parishioner of mine in Grand Forks told, uh, who uh, once upon a time grew up in Warsaw and was a student at the boarding school. And she talked about uh, at least one occasion where she would climb up to the roof of the building so as to be able to better hear the distant sounds of the polka music in a nearby dance hall because she very much wanted to be there but was not allowed to be there because she was a student in it at, at that particular point and it was against the rules. But um, right. it, it, it's... I think it's meaningful for a lot of people locally to see the good work that continues to be done in that building rather than for, you know, that presence to just fade away. Exactly. And we, we've had a lot of a lot of them come come through, tell stories right, right where their desk was, what the sisters were. There's a lot of conflicting stories, so they all have <laughs> different memories. But um, <laughs> but anyway. So, so diplomatic. So, so, so the, the, real, the real question is, do you allow them to polka now? okay so if okay now the real probably heart of the deal is who is the home for and if there's somebody out there need how how do they get connected and who would be the person that it's there for sure um well we've served 12 age 12 to 40 so it's a it's a mother who needs help when she's pregnant and beyond you know some some people have stayed up till three years and things like that but you know a lot of families listening you know probably if someone has an unexpected pregnancy they can handle that but I, I think one of the things I have learned is how alone in the world some people are and sometimes it's just that last straw that they can't handle which I think leads them you know to the Fargo abortion facility on Wednesdays and how I wish we'd have five minutes with them because, you know, maybe maybe it's to pay a month's rent or maybe it's to come here or to just even know something exists, that if the problems are insurmountable, they have a place to go. You know, I know there isn't a, quote, typical story, but can you give us kind of a general, 
who is the person who comes? Who, what, what's, what's going on that they would come? I would say one thing that's consistent with every person who's come there is they're lacking a father figure. Um, in their own life and this, and in the baby's life. That would be a consistent across the board. There's no one there protecting them and taking care of them. They're definitely poor, you know, all, and all our services are free. You know, they don't have money. And um, a lot of them come with quite a past, you know, quite a tangle of messes that, that are, are overwhelming. Sometimes I look at them or even look at the application and I'm like, you know, oh my goodness, you know, but, but it's to take one day at a time. Um, you know, people come for tours who've been there and stuff and it's beautiful and, and they come and they say, oh, it's such a peaceful place. But I don't think there's any mom who comes there right away who's thinking that, who's hoping they could move to Warsaw, North Dakota. Um, in our chapel, we have the visitation chapel and above are the words, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And it is that joy that we want to give them. And, and if we think in our own lives, when have we felt joy? It's when we feel loved by God and by others. And so they come into this home, and it's a beautiful home, and it's not an institution. And, and they feel um, from so many people who support us, you know, that love of God, and it begins to change their heart and raise their dignity and give them a fresh start and a, and a new chance. And, and that's, that's the beautiful thing. So see, it's the little miracles there. You know, the babies are great joy, and everyone you know, focuses on them and gets excited them. But it's the moms who, who are so close to despair when their lives are changed and they, you see that joy in them. That's, that's the beauty of St. Gianna. So it, it is the Christmas season, a season of giving. What, what kind of things is the St. Gianna Maternity Home in need of if there's listeners right now who'd like to give or donate or support? What, what, kind of, what things do you have need for at this time? Um, there's pretty consistent needs always, which are, you know, cause, because it's a household. So like the toilet paper, the paper towels, things like that. Gift cards from just Target, Amazon, or Walmart for them as their sizes are changing and they, they need things. It's nice to be able to, to let them choose that a little bit too and things like that. And also, you know, diapers, you know, different sizes at different times and, and things like that. Um, and we have a lot of, you know, like there's a group of ladies from... Oh, I'm blank right now. South of Grand Forks. Haddon, maybe? Okay. Um, you know, who they make little bags, and in it is a tweezer and a fingernail clipper and a shampoo and a conditioner and, you know, a shower gel. And, you know, it's everything. So that's, you know, when people come, that's on their bed. And so pe- people have really thought of unique ways to bless us and to bless our moms and to, to help our moms feel that love and that support from, from so many people. And, and we really do have a lot of people who are part of that St. Gianna home and um, our, our family and, you know, um, they're in our thoughts and our prayers. You know, one of the things that we do as a staff and with the moms is to pray the night prayer of the church every night in Thanksgiving and in gratitude for all the blessings, you know, that we do live in a beautiful home and, and we are well taken care of um, by, by so many people and, and just to always teach that virtue of gratitude. Are, are there, too. for the home itself, are there financial needs that are... Well, we always have ongoing okay. financial needs and always projects. You know, I just said that the building's 100 years old and so... Um, there's mm-hmm. always a project, our project that actually should have been started right now, but because of COVID, it's hard to get supplies and they're more expensive. So hopefully in the spring, we're redoing the east um, staircase, the east enclosure that needs to be done. So so constant, you know, financial needs, I think in gener- in, in um, mm-hmm. gratitude to those who have already donated that we right. need to upkeep Is there a it. website or something that people can go to? Yeah, yeah, W www.saintspelledoutgianahome.com. Well, thank you, Mary Pat and Colleen, very much for sitting down with us and visiting with us today and taking this time. Our uh, prayers continue to go with you and your ministry. It's definitely a labor of love, and we uh, uh, appreciate what you're doing in our neck of the woods. 
Thank you, Father. So coming up, we are going to be hearing about one of the most famous Christmas stories there is, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. That's next hour on Real Presence Live. <laughs> 